Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AdCast, a podcast for the study of modern visual culture. I'm your Oshinoko Soup. <laughs> and I'm your Oshi Ranu. I'm no one's Oshi. What are we talking about? <laughs> You're everyone's Oshi, Ranu. No, no, no one's Oshi. <laughs> Everyone who listens to the podcast. Um, no, 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 they're, you're their Oshi. That's no, what no, 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 yeah, I'm the, the Oshi no Ko, because I'm your Ko. <laughs> you could be Oshi too. <laughs> <laughs> this episode Oshi. at stands for Absolute Territory, because we'll finally be covering the spring 2023 season. But before we get into that, what have, uh, what have we been up to? It has Everything. been a long Nothing. time. <laughs> 84 years. <laughs> yeah, it's been at least a month and a half since we've recorded, I think. Um, yeah. yeah. I- <laughs> this happened last summer, too. Yeah, um, it's always this around this time of year, because I'm traveling all the time doing I was conventions. Say, you, you're, like, especially yeah. busy. Yeah. Uh, and especially during the times that we, you know, might want to record. And, like... I have also been so busy. Yeah. Well, I guess we can get into it. Um, I've been at a couple of different conventions. Um, I went to Fan Expo Chicago, and I also went to San Japan. Those are just my two latest ones. Um, I think I stayed home all of July because I was so tired from all the conventions I did the in, in May June time period. Um. Yeah, uh, both the conventions were fine, and uh, I also um, traveled to Colorado for a bit because my mm. friend is opening a cat cafe over there, um, and so I ended up flying with one of our foster cats over to go see her and uh, help her set up the cafe, um, and she's basically going to take in our, our foster cat as well to be part of the cafe. Wow. and um it was like the biggest anxiety flying with a cat. Just 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 from me. The cat, he did wonderfully. He did splendidly. He was so good. He didn't complain like a single time. He like let me hold him fine when we had to go through security and they had to scan his like little carrier or whatever. He was so good. Me, I was just a ball of anxiety the entire time. I kept, you know, worrying like, oh, how is he going to do with the takeoff? Because, you know, that's really hard on the ears and stuff like that. It's very scary and loud. He was fine. He fell asleep. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but it did help that the uh, the vet prescribed us like a, you know, a calming medicine oh, for yeah, him, yeah, yeah. essentially. Yeah. And no, he took to it like really well. And he just was asleep during the flight. And so it was... Ended up being super easy for him, thankfully, and I was just worried for nothing, which is how it should be. <laughs> um, and yeah, I helped my friend uh, paint a mural in her cafe. Um, if you guys are interested, you can see it on my social media somewhere. And um, it was basically like a mural of of kitties at like a bakery or outdoor patio kind of setting. Um and it's uh, going to be like one of those things that she wa- she wanted basically like a big old statement piece for people when they walk in, they'll see it and maybe they'll want to like take photos in front of it, like that kind of thing. She'll put a couch in front of it so people can like sit in front of it and, you know, wow, uh, you know, do the selfie thing, do do the do the Instagram thing, whatever, to spread the word about the cafe. And basically the cafe is there to um, uh, they're working with a, they're partnered with a shelter so that all the cats who are 
um, at the cafe can be adopted um, through the shelter program. So well, isn't an, that lovely? Yeah, it's a nice way to, to, to get these kitties a home and also help people enjoy kitties. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and that's basically what I've been up to. August was just a hot disaster. So oh, I bet. <laughs> I'm trying to just kind of glaze through it. <laughs> no, I I completely understand. Uh, yeah, August happened. Yeah, and like I barely remember uh, any of it really. Yeah. Um. So what were you up to? Um. Man, boy, what wasn't I up to? I know. So. <laughs> Since the last time that we have talked, I have moved house. Yes. Um, we basically spent, you know, like two or three months looking for a place that would uh, be adequate for our needs as a yeah. household of five. Yeah. Plus two cats. Um, and cats, yes. And we eventually found one that we are in now that is pretty nice. It's a fairly large property, especially for the, the amount of rent that we're paying. Ooh. Um, but, you know, obviously, mind you, I live in California where housing prices are just, just, like, terrible. <laughs> I was going to say, like, the fact that you even got a good deal out of it. <laughs> I say a good deal, and <laughs> what I mean is, like, we're paying, like, $2 per square foot. Oh, that's actually not bad that. Yeah, maybe for, less. for California, yeah. Yeah, but in California, it's very easy to, to pay, like, way more, like, three, four, five. Yeah, and, exactly, yeah. And, like, a lot of the properties aren't even that big. They're just, they're just inexpensive areas. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, I would love a two-bedroom rental property for sorry what does this say fifteen thousand dollars a month <laughs> who's who's <laughs> renting this <laughs> i i learned a lot of really wild things about the rental market here um okay because there are a lot of uh essentially mansion properties that mm. get rented out here for like really obscenely high prices because the idea is not that you would live there for like you know a year long lease. The idea is that you would like rent it for like you know a YouTube party like month oh, or whatever, right? Like so this uh -huh. is this is for like influencers to like rent for a month and you know make oh, their content or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's still it's still just crazy when whenever you see something that's like oh yeah yeah fifteen thousand dollars a month um you do get like ten thousand square f uh, feet worth of property to to fuck around on but like Jesus Christ that's so much money that's crazy um but anyway I, I, eventually we did find a place um we went through some hustle and bustle uh, I spent uh, about a week of my life carpet cleaning. Because uh, the weird thing about this place is that the uh, the first floor is mm. like you know it's just a first floor of a house it's hardwood. Um, mm. The second floor is actually under the ground. It's like in the basement, right? So it's a basement floor, and it's all carpeted down here. Um, but it also hasn't been rented out in like a while, so all the carpet was kind of gross and musty, and like people were walking all over it when like touring the place. So. I spent the I spent like a week straight like carpet cleaning it with like one of those like you know um, steam cleaners which doesn't mm. actually use steam. I learned it, it it literally is just soap and water like plus a vacuum. 
<laughs> and like uh-huh. using those is surprisingly labor intensive. I gotta yeah, tell yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta you gotta push it across the carpet and yeah. it's like scrubbing. It's got brushies on it. Yeah, brushies. Uh-huh. You have to pass over like the same spot like ten times mm-hmm. or else like mm-hmm. all the water's gonna stay there and it's gonna like sit there and not dry properly and get all gross. Mm. Right. And that would just just be a problem. So like Man, and I like I don't know the last time that these carpets were were like really cleaned. Like they they cleaned them somewhat before we moved in. Um, but I suspect it was not like a very deep clean. Like it probably mm. was just a cursory like, you know, we'll vacuum everything and stuff. Um, but like yeah, I mean, when you when you do the carpet cleaning and you like pull out the like wastewater tank and it's just like solid gray, you're like, eee! "Oh." Oh, right? Cuz like that's you know that's just all like human skin dust right like, stop it's it. so gross <laughs> stop it really stop really distressing it. um the stairs are also carpeted which is honestly kind of nice in in mm. many ways because it means you're not gonna like slip off the stairs really um mm. but also it's really annoying to carpet clean those like i carpet clean them and they just like didn't dry properly so i'm gonna have to go back and do it again and like they were so gross like mm. You can see the areas where it was harder for me to reach, like the corn, like the little, like you know, lip, basically of it, right? Okay. Uh huh. Um, are, are like they're like gray in comparison to the color of like the areas that I did go over, which are like the normal carpet color. They're like kind of oh. like, a, like a cream color, you know, mm. like a you know, light beige. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's fun. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's fun. But other than that, like the, <laughs> other than that, like the of uh, the place is fine. Like. Honestly, the appliances are not as nice as our last place, which is funny okay. for a place that is, like, almost three times as big. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, it's it's workable. It's not like they're unusable. Um, hmm. It's just they could be better, right, for, for how expensive of a property is. But it, it's fine. It's livable. We have a place okay. to live, and we have all our stuff set up. We're still in the process of moving all of our crap out of the old place. Um, we still have it for like two or mo- two weeks or so. Um, okay. And we're just gonna spend the next like two weeks basically like cleaning that place up so that we might possibly get some of our deposit back. I mean, who kn- who knows ever. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. I have been doing that, and Big that move. has been a lot of work. Uh, yeah. We have to, one of the, the challenges that we had to do was um, we had to figure out a way to keep the cats separated, sort of. Um, but more importantly, to keep uh, Cookie off of the carpeted areas, right? Because oh. the carpet ends at the top of the stairs. And mm. Cookie's not allowed on the carpet because she she pukes. You know, she, oh. she throws up on the regular, <laughs> right? So, like, that's, you know, it's not great on the hardwood but like it's better than if she got it on the carpet right so um yeah we basically looked through so many different cat gates to to find one that would work and we Mm. went through so many convoluted processes to get this thing set up and like we got it set up and it works fantastically at keeping cookie from going downstairs and initially the idea was to keep the cats like more or less completely separate when they're not being supervised um Mm -hmm. because like they don't get along the best right Mm -hmm. 
Um, like Philip is is nice and all, but Cookie just like fucking hates him. Sure. Um, the thing is though, uh, like probably twelve or so hours after we installed the gate and the nets on the like banisters and stuff, um, uh-huh. Philip found a way over them. Um, which is to say, <laughs> he just he just fucking leaps from the top stair onto the banister like railing. Right, I'm and, just like, so not surprised. Right, <laughs> and like at that point, there's like nothing we can do about that. Yeah, right. Yeah, like yeah. he just wins. Yeah, he he. That's, that's his city now. <laughs> that's how he lives his life. Yeah. Orange cats always win. <laughs> like, I I swear I swear to God, like he he learned how to open so many different kinds of doors. He learned how to open like the worst kind of door, like. The day before we like started moving a lot of our furniture, which was mm. like terrifying, um, mm. because we just realized that he had gotten outside into the backyard, <laughs> and we were like, because oh. it was like dark out, right? So like, yeah, you know, if he was, you know, somewhere else in the neighborhood, like we'd never be able to find him. Um, luckily, <laughs> I just I shook the box of treats, and he just like came right up. He was like, I guess sniffing around in the backyard. But, like, it was a door that was, like, essentially, like, two, um, not, like, deadbolts, but, like, you know, the kind of, like, swing, like, you know, hinges, right? Like, you swing them over onto to lock it, right? Hmm. There's one at the top and one at the bottom. And I guess at some point, somebody unlocked the top one and didn't relock it and philip found out how to unlock the bottom one and then just fucking slipped out <laughs> my god just just like man i i just i don't i don't know man he's an but artiste anyway, he escapes he, he is <laughs> so good at escaping like, my roommates i swear to god are just like oh yeah, yeah it's fine like the sliding glass door like it's heavy enough that he won't be able to open it and i'm just like you keep that shit locked <laughs> he will find a way to open it. He will it. find a way. I, I agree with you. It. I promise you. I promise I you. I agree with you. If you if you underestimate him, he will get out. He will. He will. This happens every single goddamn time. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Philip. <laughs> aside from that, um, mm-hmm. I my life has been... I mean, my life has mostly been moving, right? But outside of moving, it has been Baldur's Gate 3. Um, oh, yes. Which <laughs> came out um, mm-hmm. at a perhaps somewhat inopportune time, considering... Considering you're moving? Considering I was moving. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, any time I wasn't moving, I was basically just playing Baldur's Gate 3. I'm still not done with that game. That game is fucking massive. I'm 170 hours into it. Really? And you're not done? I'm like nearing the end, but like, wow. yeah, there's so much you can do in this game. It is crazy. I didn't realize there was that much content. Yeah, I think you would really enjoy it. Because um, yeah. I, really, I remember enjoying uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 for what, yeah. for what amount we played of it before yeah. scheduling became nightmarish. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's, I mean, it's the same studio. It's Larian. Um, so a lot oh, okay. of the... A lot of the the sort of like you know mechanics are are similar, except it's it's just operating off of the fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons rule set, which is really funny because 
I know that rule set so stupidly well at this point that like it's like it's like I'm I've already played the game like a couple times <laughs> in terms of like how how well I know what like things will do. Um Mhm. But it's it's fun. Um Baldur's Gate 3, I have been really enjoying it. I think the writing is really good. Um, okay. I think that the the gameplay has been very engaging um, because it's, hmm. you know, the fifth edition rule set. It has really sort of, like, taught a lot of people something that I already knew, which is that fifth edition basically plays very often like a video game, like a tactical video game, which is, yeah. like, I mean, that's, like, kind of where Dungeons & Dragons sort of, like, draws its lineage, right? It comes from wargaming, right? So mm-hmm. it's not unusual for that to be the case, but, like, I think because 5th edition is less structured somewhat than 4th edition, people are people don't realize just how like how much of a combat tactics game it is. Hmm. Or they purposefully blind themselves to that fact. Um uh-huh. But I think this has has really made it clear to a lot of people that uh like actually yeah, like th- this is a rule set that is for one thing, which is, you know, this um, mm-hmm. But no, it's it's super it's super fun, and I think that the video game adaptation has added a lot of really interesting things, adapted some things in interesting ways, and made some balance changes to certain things that um, are much much welcome, um, just in general, but like also in like for f- formatting it for a video game, you know, it makes sense. Um, oh, okay, there are certain things that the game does which are fun that you could not easily port over into the tabletop game um just because video games can get away with a lot of automatic calculation that uh, is super annoying at the table right oh. so for instance guidance is one of the best cantrips in the game numerically speaking right because it lets you add a uh, 1d4 to your ability checks and like you can just have that basically all the time, but like it's really annoying every time you make a skill check to be like, I cast guidance first. <laughs> uh-huh. but, in a, but in a video game, it's just like a little toggle. You just click it. You're like, yeah, give me, give me, add, add some guidance to that, and then you roll yeah. it, and then like it doesn't slow the game down at all, right? Because uh, it's a video game. Yeah. They can have special conditions that mean different things, and like automatically calculate like what this and that does. Sure. Have like stacking modifiers, which is cool and great yeah. and fun, and would be an absolute nightmare to run in a tabletop setting. Um, yeah. So, in that respect, I think there are some places in which the game is a more enjoyable experience. Um, Interesting. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I see a lot in the sort of like design space of like homebrew fifth edition stuff. Which is that people mm. adapt video game things like kind of one to one, and that means like using a lot of like stacking modifiers and like conditionals. And like the problem with that is that the game is just not really like the the tabletop game is just not really built for that because you have to do all of the math yourself and you got to roll all the dice and it, anything that you add that adds another like level of dice rolling is like something that is going to inevitably slow the game down, right? Like, right, yeah. 
it is super easy to have a sword that causes uh, everybody you hit to make a saving throw against Bane. But like, let's say you're a fourth level, or let's say you're like a like a twentieth level fighter. You can make four attacks. Like that's four extra rolls. Like that's like doubling <laughs> the amount of time your turn takes for. You right. Know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so anyway. I can imagine, yeah, that the game format would, like, like having a computer basically calculate all of that for you is yep. way more convenient. It's, it's nice. And also, like, it's just nice getting to play a tabletop game, essentially, that yeah. you don't have to really, like, work for. Like, I don't have to yeah. prep mm-hmm. shit. You just go. You the just game go. is right there. Yeah. It seems like a lot of fun to play multiplayer as well you can play with up to four people oh yeah and then you you can just play a little D D game together and cute yeah it's in balder it's in baldur's gate which is you know the faerun sword coast sort of setting um one of the D D settings tmcr uh-huh um the the previous two baldur's gate games of course mm-hmm um and it, it's got all the licensed goodness you can cast all the magic missiles you want <laughs> you know, beholders and shit, and you're allowed to say saving throw or whatever, right? It is D and D. It's D and D approved D and D. It's a good game. It is an absolutely cool. crazy game too if you play it, because yeah. if you think for even a split second about like how much work it must have taken to make the game, uh. like your eyes are gonna start spinning. <laughs> like I said, this game is fucking massive, right? And it's been in wow. development forever, right? Um, That's so cool. I have cool, no though. idea how long it's been in, in development. Like, at least five years, right? Yeah. Um, Maybe even longer than that. Yeah. But it's huge. This game is huge. so big and deep. And there are, I, I think, like, you know, like, Larian is a good studio for, uh, traditionally has been a good studio for adapting, you know, tabletop games. There's so many, mm. like, weird interactions that, like, you're like, does this work? Could this work? Like, is this the solution to the puzzle? Mm, could it be, though? It's a little complicated. And you do it, and it works, and you're like, oh. They thought oh. of it. They thought about it. <laughs> they thought about what, what would happen if you did this. Like, there's, the game is still kind of buggy in places, um, mm. and it's not very well optimized, and it's also fucking huge in terms of the file sizes. Like, it's, it's like 140 mm. gigabytes or something. It's so big. Oh my god. <laughs> Loading screens just take forever because the game is so goddamn big. Oh, sure. Um, but, like, it's super fun. Everything is voice acted, which is really charming. Oh, there's, wow. Like, a That's a lot of dialogue. Yeah, th- it's a lot of dialogue. There's a, yeah. there's a narrator that, like, um, basically reads lines to you like a DM would, which is really cool. It's <laughs> fun. It, uh-huh. I, it captures the spirit in a very, very charming way. Um, Aww. So, yeah, that has been an, an enjoyable video game. Uh one that has consumed my life over the mm-hmm. past uh, however many weeks that I've had it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm nearing the end of it. I can see the, the finish line. And uh, as soon as I finish it, I'm immediately going to start a new character campaign and uh, do that. <laughs> I was about to be like, what are you, you going to do after Baldur's Gate? And it's like, well, obviously play well, more Baldur's Gate. <laughs> that's when Baldur's Gate begins, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, um, that, has, that covers basically what I've been up to. Um, okay. If, 
we want to talk about anime. Why would I? We are so fucking late to talk about the spring season, considering we're like most of the way through the summer season now. Well, we're just gonna have to bang him out. <laughs> yeah, luckily the summer season is not like it's not terribly exciting. All things no. considered, yeah. Like, there's, like, a couple shows that we're interested in and then we're watching, and outside of that, like, everything else is just kind of personal preference. It's kind of up to you. Yep. That's that's kind of the way I see it. Like, there's some stuff that, like, I think is, like, worthwhile to watch uh, or to give a chance um, no matter what. And mm-hmm. then, like, a lot of times, like, a lot of the other stuff is really just personal preference about what you, what you prefer to watch in anime. Um, yeah, I would tend to agree, yeah. Speaking of, the first uh, anime we'll talk about is Yuri is My Job, which uh, we <laughs> watched an episode of yes. because it it just took a really hilariously dramatic turn at the end of the trailer, and yes. we just had to know what the fuck was going on. We had to know. <laughs> we had to know. Um, we watched an episode. I don't remember much about it because we watched it so long ago, but I, I remember that immediately after watching the first episode... Um, mm-hmm. I went and I read the manga, and it is, <laughs> it is like surprisingly spicy drama. There is there is some like like really there is some really juicy like uh, emotional sort of strife, shall I say? Some like oh, okay. relationship drama in like surprisingly unexpected ways, right? Like in ways <laughs> that I I wasn't necessarily expecting um but which have nonetheless been delightful and you know delightful in the like watching a car crash happen oh, like a no a masterfully put together car crash no. in slow motion <laughs> um uh-huh yeah did you like it i i really enjoyed it okay I really enjoyed. I haven't it. watched. I, did... I haven't uh, read the manga or watched any more of the anime, so I don't know. Yeah, I didn't finish the anime, so I can't really tell you too much about that. It looked fine, I think. Hmm. Um, but yeah, the manga the manga story is definitely good, so I highly recommend giving it uh, a read. Um, it is surprisingly juicy. <laughs> <is what> You want some juicy drama in your life. Juicy drama. Juicy. You know I love it. You know I love it. <laughs> okay. My right, love cool. story with Yamada-kun at level 999, which I have read the manga for ages ago. Oh, okay. Um, And the anime adaptation was pretty straightforward. Yeah. Mm. I would say. Um, Yeah, I didn't. Well, I mean, I haven't read the manga, so I don't know how it compares, but I did watch all of the anime. Okay. Yeah. Um, it did end, well, I mean, I guess the setup, um, since we're doing sampler and, and wrap up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, is, uh, this girl gets dumped by her boyfriend in, for another player in an MMO game. Um, and so she ends up, you know, getting into the MMO to figure out, like, what's so good about it. And, uh, she ends up meeting a fellow player, like, IRL, and kind of very slowly starts connecting with him and then they eventually, you know, start getting feelings for each other, ooh, you know. <laughs> ooh, feelings. Ooh, feelings. Um, and yeah, it, it, it didn't, like, sidetrack too deeply off of, you know, what the initial setup was. I would say that it kind of 
Veer. So the first episode was hilarious, right? Um, it was mostly making fun of the main girl at her expense kind of deal because she was such a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, it gets into more of like the 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 very light and fluffy romance stuff and less about the comedy stuff. Um, so I guess if that's your preference, then that's good for me. I really liked the comedy stuff, so I was a little disappointed that it kind of fell off of that front, but. The romance stuff was still good. It's it's a very light, slow developing romance. That's what um, I but remember it does happen. from the manga. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if if the adaptation is you know like good, uh, highly mm-hmm. recommend watching it. Then if that's your bag, yeah, it didn't have any like particular flaws or anything. I would say it was a very solid watch. Um, the pacing is like a little on the slower side, but deliberate. You know. Um, mm-hmm. It didn't feel like it was dragging too much at any point. Um, the characters are fine. I, I end up liking them a lot more than I thought that I would um, from the beginning. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's always nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the Marginal Service. Do you remember anything about <laughs> this anime? <laughs> I remember we saw the promotional material, right? Uh-huh. And it was like all the characters like basically naked. Yes, I um, remember So that I thought part. it would... I thought it would be like a fan service-y kind of series. And then I remembered we watched it, and it wasn't like that hardly at all. Um, it was like there was some like weird action-oriented plot, which I kind of thought that it would have action, but it was like uh-huh. weirdly serious, um, even though all of the promotional material makes it seem like a lighthearted comedy, you know, a wacky kind of action type of deal. Yeah. Uh... I think they introduced like the the rest of the cast like kind of late into the episode too, and so like we were left kind of lost in the beginning, um, because again the the trailer just didn't match up with the show at all. Yeah. Um, it okay. So yeah, I just I just pulled up the 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 like synopsis of this show. Yeah. And yeah. uh, yeah, it, I re- vaguely remember it being like kind of a sentai show but like not quite and yeah. it's apparently it's about aliens <laughs> alien terrorists uh-huh so i i guess i guess so yeah i i this was a very underwhelming <laughs> it, it was yeah the promotional <laughs> material looked so fun and over the top yeah and then yeah. like the first episode was like extremely exceedingly bland yes yeah so it really really just turned me off just from that you know mm-hmm. like at yeah. least at least give me a little more of that i mean come on <laughs> at least give me a little of a fan service <laughs> i want somebody to take their shirt off i don't care who it is <laughs> yeah it was very misleading um so i don't know if it would have been better to just watch it without any of the promotional material but i think even then i don't know the episode I, I, yeah <laughs> yeah even then the the pilot the first episode where you're supposed to sell the audience on the concept and he's usually the one that has the most budget and everything the most tightly written um didn't grab me at all right i i was still in the end trying to figure out what the point of the show was by the first episode and that's not at all what you want from a first episode you want it to convey your concept very clearly so that people know what the hook is and then they can get on with the rest of the show um yep. yeah so 
I don't know about this one. <laughs> yeah, I I think it's a I think that's a a pretty easy pass for most people. <laughs> um, it really feels a lot like one of those like. So the thing is that like every anime season has the kind of like it's basically like filler anime. Right? It's like mm. original anime that like is an action oriented show. It's not really particularly about anything and you know, it just is there for to watch uh action scenes happen and like I I guess so. Yeah. yeah. I guess so. You know I guess it, so. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's fine. It's not it was just boring. <laughs> anyway, um uh Hell's Paradise. Which uh, mm-hmm. I did not watch past the first episode. I don't know about you. Um, no, I did not either. Um, okay. I know um, it's based on a very popular uh, Shonen Jump mm-hmm. series. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it was interesting. Right, the first episode. Um, it centers around this guy who looks like he's gonna be executed for a thing, and then there's kind of like wants to be executed but he doesn't want to be executed and then you and you're trying to figure out what the this guy's deal is and then you find out there's some interesting drama happening in his life involving uh him needing to save him wife <laughs> yeah him his his love and uh yeah and basically he is assigned with the task of jumping into hell in order to save his wife um and it seems like it's a really good series. It's really popular. Uh, I think the anime has been well received. Um, yeah, for me, I don't know why the an- the first episode of the anime didn't really grab me. Hmm. I was I was vaguely interested in it, right? It wasn't like it was bad or anything. Um, I guess maybe it wasn't my particularly my cup of tea, um, or maybe I might be better off like reading the manga instead of watching the anime. Um, but yeah, I don't have any complaints about it. Necessarily. I I felt very similarly. Where mm. I know I know this is a very popular series, and I know a lot of people really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. But the first episode definitely didn't cap. Like I was interested. Yeah. But I wasn't like compelled. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh huh. Because like the the th- sort of theoretical concept of it is interesting. It's kind of mm-hmm. like oh like a weird like uh you know hell paradise right it's like um and there was weird like transformation flower stuff happening it was kind of like annihilation uh, if you've ever mm. watched or read annihilation yeah um and that was intriguing to me but yeah it just like wasn't it just didn't really capture me with with the first episode. I might go back and and read the manga at some point. That's how I feel. I might go back and read the manga and see yeah. if that see, maybe see if that does a... anything for me. E- right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kamikatsu, which is uh, <laughs> this show mm-hmm. was really fucking wild. Um, I remember <laughs> because we were watching it and we didn't know that like a random fucking like stock cgi monster would show up just completely <laughs> un unrendered right uh-huh. like uh juicy un- uncomposited it's just very it's just good in there very good Th- this anime feels like it was bad on purpose which is really funny you know i think you know i i, I think you're right 
Doesn't it kind of feel like it was bad it on purpose? It kind of feels like it. Yeah, you're kind of right. Like when, yeah. if, it kind of feels like when you like know that you can't yeah. do something like well enough in the time frame that you're given. Like, yeah, in your assignment. yeah. So you just yeah. like half-ass it. You're just like, uh... <laughs> Uh, you you go back and you change all of the the like spaces to be like two font sizes larger <laughs> so that nobody notices but like it's still like five pages long or whatever yeah they very clearly i think were aware that they didn't have the budget to pull off the things that they wanted to and they just ran with it almost like gintama style they just yeah yeah <laughs> i I went back and I read the manga for this, and uh-huh. this is what existed, and uh-huh. um, I rem- I right now I remember almost nothing about it. <laughs> it wasn't particularly interesting. I'm pretty sure that like there wasn't a ton of it translated. Also, um, hmm. I feel like this is one of those things that you could watch with like a bunch of friends for like a good time. Okay. Like just just because of how fucking bonkers it is. Like sure. really, it might not be a good anime. It, it uh, I can almost certainly say, having only seen <laughs> the first episode, that it's not a good anime. I don't think it's going to suddenly pivot in the last like two episodes into being like uh-huh. god tier anime. But uh-huh. there is just something so respectable about making an anime and just like not giving a shit. Just like, if I, I, listen, I'm not getting paid enough for this. <laughs> you want me to composite this monster so it looks even vaguely like it belongs in this world? Pay me more. Give me more time. No. <laughs> Honestly. Then you get what you based. get. <laughs> okay. Um, my home hero, which uh, I didn't watch any more of. Um, it looks like you didn't either. Um, no, I didn't. But it was interesting. It was interesting. Um, the the drama. It's basically a suspense drama about. Um, oh, we didn't even explain the kamikatsu like conceit, which is I think the most hilarious part of it. Oh uh, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, my home hero is basically about uh this uh these two parents who find out that their daughter is dating um basically a dirtbag who abuses her and uh the father um accidentally accidentally <laughs> uh, kills the guy and uh the yes to death um and then the mom walks in on it and she uh decides to help him cover up for his crime that was my they favorite both want to protect their daughter yeah. that was my favorite part of the episode which <laughs> yeah. is when like he kills the fucking guy <laughs> and then the mom walks in and is like oh my god what happened he's like mm-hmm. i killed him and she's mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, she's like, okay, let's hide the body. <laughs> like, yes, immediately, she's, immediately she's on board. Action mode. <laughs> she's like, fuck, let's clean this up, man. Let's just, yeah, let, let's deal with it. So you want to get caught or something? Come on. <laughs> Come on. Like, mom's hardcore. Jesus. She was so hardcore. We were the most shocked by mom, honestly, during that episode. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I do. I am interested in watching more just because, like, the the budget itself seems kind of mid and the way that the storytelling the story opened is very like 
like it could go in any direction i feel like yeah um and so i feel like that tends to lend itself to some very wild storytelling (laughs) i feel like it could yeah it could very much like be like a breaking bad style like uh you know like how much how much will you dig yourself into the world of crime and like how much will <laughs> you you do and justify to like you know achieve what you want and like yeah. that kind of stuff um yeah. or it could just like it, i i don't even know what direction it could go in to be honest it could be yeah. anything it could be anything <laughs> i am also yeah. interested in watching some more of it at some point Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a huge priority for me, but I was no. I was interested mm-hmm. enough to be intrigued. Yeah, same. Yeah, like I I would not be upset watching more of it. Um, mm-hmm. just the timing didn't work out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Dead Mount Death Play, which was also kind of <laughs> wild. Actually, it was. It, it's basically about like the the final boss of an, of an isekai world getting isekai into the modern day. So really it's like a reverse isekai in like every way. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was not too terrible. Uh, they set some stuff up that I was intrigued by that I would be interested in seeing more of. Yeah, apparently people who have watched it say that it's actually not bad. Um, yeah. I I genuinely didn't know what to make of it from the first episode because it just kind of introduced so many things rather quickly. Yeah. Um, and it kind of like leaves you like, what did, what did I just watch? Like that kind of feeling. Um, so maybe in subsequent episodes, it kind of let, it'll let you digest the content a bit more. <laughs> I feel um, like the yeah. way that I would put it mm-hmm. is I don't know how I felt about it, but like in a not bad way. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I I think it could has the potential to be interesting. Um with more time to like explain its concepts and where it's going a bit better. Um, because it did introduce quite a few interesting elements, right? You've got the, right. the, the bad guy who's now like pretty boy, anime teenage boy. And, um, yeah. And then you've got the, the crazy girl that they introduced at the end, um, whom he killed, but then she popped right back up. <laughs> uh, they have the introduction of his his magical powers and kind of how they work in the modern world, um, and the fact that you'll probably he'll probably run into some of the heroes because mm-hmm. the heroes are looking for him. Um, they'll probably end up popping into modern world too. Um, yeah, so it's got some some elements that are moving. I, I am think could be interesting. Always interested in the in like the the concept of a reverse isekai and like this one i feel like is doubly so interesting just because it's about the villain Mm -hmm. um yeah i I would definitely watch more of this Mm -hmm. 
I think next season, more like a second season of it or, or a second core or something is coming out. So it might be worth watching, catching up on. True, yeah. I will see if I have time to watch it and then I'll get back to you about it if I do. Okay. <laughs> or if you, have, if you find you have some extra time and you feel like watching something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see, uh, Insomniacs After School, um, was, you know, it was pretty cute, pretty slow, deliberate, um, it feels very, like, on the, the most extreme end of, like, a, a slow kind of, like, Honobono, like, Fua Fua show. Yeah, yeah. It's like, this is, it's, it's a show that's not in a particular rush to do anything. <laughs> um yep. and i think that's fine for for what kind of show it is i think that works yeah. yeah yeah um it's very straightforward um you are introduced to the two main characters they uh they bond over the fact that they can't sleep at home like they're both insomniacs um yeah and they they're find... just like nocturnal yeah they, they find um uh, a mutual napping spot at school that's like the best one that they've that, they, that they've been it's it's the place where they're actually able to get some sleep um and they they discuss how to share it essentially and um and through circumstances through spending time together you would imagine that they fall in love and because it's a it's a scene in romance so yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, it is it is exactly what it is on the tin i think <laughs> I will say I really do enjoy the concept of just like a grounded, realistic, slow building romance. Um, yeah. Because I feel like it's not something that is like super common in like anime. Like there's a lot of romance and like shoujo stuff out there, but like seinen romance is like a very niche category. Yeah, I think because generally when you have a seinen romance, it's like, why not make it a live action instead? I guess that's fair. Um, yeah, make it a drama. Yeah. yeah, make it a drama. So I'm not upset that they made an anime out of it because, you know, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they can do some interesting stuff with like, mm, I don't know, like showing nighttime scenery or animating it in a certain way that like really makes it exciting or, or pretty, you know. Yeah, I, I would say that this like really feels like like a slice of life in the very literal sense of of like a depiction of life yeah 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 so if you want if like I... a almost like almost like an old school romance this could be your thing yeah. <laughs> like a, a a you know a more grounded take on on a romance which mm -hmm. you know what fair enough yeah why not <laughs> All right, um, opposite of Grounded, Konosuba, an explosion on this wonderful <laughs> world, which is about everybody's favorite explosion wizard, Megumin, and her backstory. We watched an episode. We watched an episode. It was Konosuba. Yeah, it was <laughs> Konosuba actually- Konosuba as fuck. Yeah, it wasn't like a weird spinoff or anything. It was very on tone for Konosuba. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember if this is its own spinoff in the light novel slash manga or if it's mm -hmm. just like bonus chapters but like i i definitely read it before and oh okay i don't remember how much of it is relevant but i mean it's like 
it is exactly what it is, right? It's it's Konosuba, and it's about like you know the most popular character from Konosuba. Yeah, you're either gonna <laughs> enjoy that or you're not going to enjoy that. Like, uh-huh. it's not gonna it's not gonna magically make you like Konosuba if you don't like it, and it's right, yeah, you know, and it's not gonna necessarily wow you if you already do like Konosuba. You'll just sit there and you'll watch like you know more Konosuba. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it is one of those things where you'll know if you like it or not. Yeah, if you want more Konosuba, there it is. <laughs> I don't think you need the context of the main series to watch this because it's essentially, like, backstory material. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you want to, like, start, you could potentially start here. It's, like, mm-hmm. fine. I, I wouldn't say it's a particularly good or bad place to start. Um... I would just start at season one, but that's just me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Mashley, which... Uh, Mashal. 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 <laughs> Mashal. Um, <laughs> this manga just finished. I just... Oh, oh like, really? I read the last chapter, like, just a couple weeks ago. Aww. Um, and it is about a wizard uh, society... Right? Everybody can use magic, except for mm-hmm. the people who can't use magic who are uh, oppressed, because of course they are, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's about the misadventures of Mash, who is uh, a person who cannot use magic, but is extremely strong and buff and can use his muscles for just <laughs> truly absurd <laughs> things. Him strong. <laughs> Him strong. It's, it's a pretty decent adaptation of the manga. And okay. it does a good job of, I, I haven't watched past the first episode, mind you, but it does a good job of translating a lot of the, the humor of, of, you know, uh, of the, the series, which is yeah. good because like, it's actually like, you know, it's, it's like a shonen comedy series, like more comedy than shonen, And like, it is legitimately very funny. I think the comedy is like really, really good. Yeah. Um, the, the episode that we watched was hilarious and I was like, okay, I kind of, I kind of want to watch more. This is great. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, if you're interested in a comedy series, uh, yeah, yeah do it up. Do it. Um, so next, uh, was Blue Orchestra, which I watched an episode of, um, because I love, I love my music anime. And this is this is definitely a music anime. <laughs> it is a music anime. It is about a boy who's a violinist, and he's just got all the troubles of the world in his shoulders. He doesn't want to play violin anymore, even though he's great at it. I mean, we've like if you watch music anime, you've seen this conceit like ten thousand million times. It's like the yeah, one that they always yeah. use, right? Of course, of course, um, of course. Yeah, and then there's this girl at school who's, like, interested in violin. She's starting to get into it, but she clearly doesn't know what she's doing because she's just a beginner. And um, his uh, he he's basically assigned, in a way, to, like, kind of, like, help her learn to do the violin. And she starts inspiring him to uh, actually start liking the violin again. But um, initially, they're both very annoying people <laughs> both the girl and the guy are very oh unlikable and i was like oh no what's gonna happen like i stopped mid-episode and i was like what am i gonna do i hate both of these characters and i was oh, like okay no. i'll just 
I, I'll just finish until the ep- end of the episode. Okay, I'll just reserve judgment till the end of the episode. Please, for the love of God, do something. Um, I didn't have much hope. But by the end of the episode, I came around a little because they, even though they're both highly unlikable, them bickering is very funny. And it kind of like makes okay, them more okay, likable okay. in a sense, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And be- they, they kind of like push each other to that limit of like, in a way like improving each other right because they they, they're very ready to point out each other's flaws and i think that in a way kind of helps them be less crappy people (laughs) yeah so i think that's the direction that the story is gonna go that she'll continue to kind of inspire him to be better um and to accept playing the violin again and um, he'll also push her to be better, and they'll hopefully both be better people by the end of the God Dings series. <laughs> One can only dream. Yeah, so that's that's Blue Orchestra right there. <laughs> A couple of unlikable high schoolers playing violin. Cool. <laughs> Speaking of unlikable high schoolers, the danger's mm-hmm. in my heart. Um <laughs> So, like, it has been... Okay, I remember reading the synopsis for this, not knowing anything about it. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of baffling, because he's like, I want to kill someone. Yes. And then yes. you watch the episode, and he's like, wait, this isn't, this isn't the feeling of wanting to murder someone. What is this? <laughs> I I don't think I understand the conceit of this show. I I I don't understand. Like why <laughs> why was it set up like this? It feels like so irrelevant. I think I understand what they're trying to do, right? It's a bit of a coming of age kind of thing where it's like it's this boy, it's kind of like when a child has their first crush and they don't know how to react to it. And so, you know, a lot of kids, when they, you know, have a crush and they don't know how to react, they just kind of, like, act emotionally and then they, like, end up bullying the person that they like or something like that, right? Um, This feels like a more extreme version of it where rather than wanting to bully her, he wants to kill her. (laughs) But then he can't ever actually work up to it. Right. Because he obviously that's not actually what he wants, right? He wants to be closer to her. Also, but he like, look, realize that. look at this kid. He can't. He can't murder. Listen, it's a. Uh, it, this is if you've ever wanted to watch a show about an incel turning into a real <laughs> human being, maybe question mark. I guess this is it for you. Uh, like it's. It was okay question mark it didn't really capture me if i'm being honest yeah yeah it didn't really capture me either but it wasn't badly done at all i don't think um even with the wild premise like the actual show itself and the storytelling like i i understood what was going on and what they were trying to go for Mm -hmm. Um, and it wasn't badly animated or anything either so yeah (laughs) if you want a a boy who is having trouble coming to terms with his feelings and hopefully by the end he does Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the show for you. <laughs> All right. Uh, Demon Slayer Swordsmith Village Arc, which uh, was more Demon Slayer. It is more Demon Slayer. It sure is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. More it's Demon the, Slayer? It's the Demon Slayer of all time. Um, <laughs> I mean, we're like well enough far into Demon Slayer at this point that 
like <laughs> is there any point to talking about it right like uh, at least until it's like over right uh-huh uh-huh like we've sort of covered a lot of the the sort of thematic meat of it at the beginning and sort of in the middle and like we're like in the latter half of the series uh which it's a little faster than one would expect and i think like actually when i think about it the last episode of this season was was pretty good um oh yeah the the last episode i think it was like a wasn't it like a double header the last episode i think so i think it was yeah. a double length yeah it was a double length episode um and yeah that was that was like the big gut punch of the arc which i think I, I mean, think, I think the, the last arc also was like... <laughs> no, oh, no, yeah. not the last arc. The one I mean, before that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so I would say in terms of like the emotional conclusion of the arc, like that was like really, really well done. It mm-hmm. like, it really hits you um, uh, like way harder than, than than the ending of the arc prior to this one, the, uh, right, the Entertainment yeah. District one. Um, and... Uh, but I would say the stuff leading up to it, while it was good, um, it didn't like, I guess, like compel me as much as some of the previous yeah. arcs did. I, yeah, I think what it is is just trying to adapt a relatively short arc into an entire season, which they've done like twice now, right? Like these, mm. like the thing about the manga is that it's actually not that long. All things mm. considered, like it's it's over, it's done, mm. and it honestly is like pretty. It goes pretty fast, and I think that they are trying to adapt more of it, uh, like adapt it arc by arc, and it's not bad per se, but it does mean that the pace gets slowed down like a lot compared to the manga, mm. and it can very easily become like oh it's this is like shown in padding right uh uh-huh. cuz there's there is just a lot of like like people talking about what's going on in yeah. like their their heads or whatever it's like oh no this is happening no ah and that happens <laughs> for like you know three episodes in a row. it's uh-huh. i wouldn't say it's bad per se um yeah it does kind of feel like ufo table was phoning in most of the season which I say, but, like, you know, UFO table phoning it in is, like, already better quality than, like, most anime that will air in any season. So, like... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You do have to kind of just respect the hustle, you know? Like, they're just having fun. They're having fun compositing and shit. As they always do. Yeah, visually... They they were still having fun with it and experimenting with things like pushing the some of the animation to the limits, like especially um, towards the later half of the arc. Um, but uh, yeah, I would say like in terms of like the story pacing, the plot and mm. stuff, like it was just kind of like yeah, it was it was a bit. It was a like, bit. It was a bit normal. slow. Yeah. <laughs> I I think that this and Entertainment District could have easily been like combined into one season. Yeah, and I would tend to agree. Should have yeah. been. Yeah, they 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 both felt a little stretched out. Yeah, um, and I and I think that problem would have been solved if they had just done it that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Which I also I will say like I I do kind of understand because like 
having two seasons means well i mean one it means you make more money right but like (laughs) and it's one of the most popular properties that's like you know happening Mm -hmm. right but Mm -hmm. um it also means that you get to have like different openings and endings and that can be thematically important i think some shows have changed mid-season i don't remember i couldn't name one off the top of my head but like I feel like you could have could have just done that. Like the openings and endings are always good though. Mhm. And the animation is is always it's always good. Yeah. And no, no one composites good. quite like Yifo Table. Yeah, no, the the animation is always like like excellent and cuz they have they have the budget to do it. Yeah, it's a vi- it, they have the budget and the workflow. Yeah. Like they they got they got it down. They they know what they're yeah. doing. Yeah. Um Maybe, honestly, watching the... Because you know at some point they're probably going to compile these into, like, movie... Like, recap movies or whatever. Yes. Right? I think those might honestly play better. You know what? I think you're probably right. That's, that, that is my prediction. That's my... That's yeah, my, my... I think you're probably right. Glimpse into the future. Like, uh, that will yeah. probably be the optimal way to watch. Like... It's not that any of the, the content is bad necessarily. It just feels very stretched out and you can kind of tell where they've added a lot of story padding. Um yeah. which isn't like, you know, necessarily a knock against the show. It's just you know, it it's just like they decided to adapt a relatively short arc into a full season of anime, which is you know, uh, when you're at the point where you're not when you don't have enough material to adapt you have to start filling in the blanks which is like like you're adding filler at that point and i think like to their credit they're not doing a bad job of it like it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like one piece where like you get like 10 minutes of like the previous episode and then, <laughs> like a, and then you get like five minutes of content and then the yeah. ending plays and you get a preview of the next episode next episode yeah. plays it's like 10 minutes of the previous episode etc 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 um yeah it's not quite that, um, but it is clearly padded for time. Yeah, didn't we run into this problem too when we were watching the 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 train arc, the 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 anime season version of it? Like we started it. Oh yeah, I I think the yeah. train arc also the anime was fine and uh, the the movie version was fine and like. You could very easily just watch that and not watch the series version and be completely yeah. fine. Yeah, the series version like added a bunch of content that wasn't there and stretched out a bunch of stuff too, and it just wasn't like just, the timing yeah. just felt super stretched out. Like it wasn't good. I, I feel like the thing is that a lot of people criticize the uh the Demon Slayer manga for moving very quickly and mm. not filling out a lot of stuff. Which mm. is why I assume that they are adapting it this way. Um, mm, but to be honest, okay. I feel like that honestly, like in some ways, that is kind of like the strength of Demon Slayer is the fact that it can just kind of run through all that stuff, and you get to see a lot of cool action and exciting stuff happen. And like, I really think that that is the big highlight, and yeah. that the amount of buildup is like disproportionate to the amount of like payoff that you're getting. Um, but the the finale was good, right? And like that's the moment that's like very clearly like a pivotal moment in the manga. Yes, and they yes. they really really did it justice. 
they, yeah, they sold that. They, they, mm-hmm. yeah, I was going to say they, they produced it, directed it very well um, mm-hmm. to, to just to make sure everybody remembers like what the hell's going on with, you know, with Tanjiro. <laughs> They're like, you may have forgotten, but <laughs> they're doing this because of family. Family. Okay. Um. So Oshinoko, which mm-hmm. had the most bonkers first episode, just in terms of like the fact that it was a triple header, and like <laughs> we didn't realize until we were like well into the second part of it. It's like really this feels kind of long. Yeah, like, how long have we been watching this? And we're like. 40 minutes in and there's still like 20 minutes left and we're like oh my god we're watching a movie (laughs) and like okay i understand why they did it it's fucking bonkers i i completely understand why they did it it was such a bold decision and i totally get it though (laughs) i i really respect the the fact that they just committed to that like they really committed (laughs) there's it's it's not the most like groundbreaking like you know plot twist of all time Right? No. But I think that, like, the fact that they committed to doing, to adapting the entire beginning, like, setup in one episode and shifting the tone just, just appropriately enough to capture that feeling, mm. I think they, they kind of, they, they kind of nailed it. Yeah, I think they did a good job. I I'm not upset that it was a triple header, um, because I yeah. wasn't like bored necessarily. I was just surprised that we were still watching the first episode by yeah, the time like, that we were. Wait, <laughs> yeah. how long have we been watching this? Oh, yeah, and we were like, wait, why would they do this? And then we watched till the end, and we we're like, okay, that's why. <laughs> we understood the purpose of it. Um, for anyone who doesn't know Oshinoko, you've certainly seen it around by now because it was the most popular show of the season. Uh, it is about this idol who's named Ai. She's amazing. She captures everyone um, with her big star eyes. Um, she ends up pregnante, pregnante by someone. We don't know who. Yeah. And the doctor who takes care of her Ends up getting murdered. Murder. <laughs> um, he, he, and along with uh, a terminally ill patient whom he was taking care of as well, who's also a fan of I, and who basically inspired him to be a fan of I as well, they both get die around the same time, and they get reincarnated as her twin children. And um, they just kind of like live their lives with her. They start growing up. They're little toddlers and become little kids. And then she gets murdered. <laughs> she gets fucking murdered by a stalker fan. Yeah. And uh, the series then continues with the two children growing up and into beautiful little anime high schoolers with sparkle. One is one sparkle eye each. Oh, you and betcha. And they. Uh, are one of them it wants to become an idol like her mom, and the boy, uh, angsty teenage boy he is, he wants to solve the murder of his, uh, his, his mother's murder. Um, and that's the conceit of the show. <laughs> yep, it's pretty good. I think it's that, it's well told. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's well told. It's well animated. It yep. is like. I think it's pretty pretty decently adapted. 
um, is is kind of what it feels like to me. Like, I obviously mm. haven't read the manga. I probably will go back and, and read it because I'm interested in the plot. Um, it has kind of a bonkers mix of tones because, because <laughs> yes. like, you have this, yes. like, giga murder, like, coupled with idol stuff and then also, like, the slice of life, like, high school stuff. Um yes. I think I think there is some there is some like real enjoyable character dynamics to be found here though. Um I I find that the characters tend to be pretty distinctive and unique and watching them interact with each other is is a joy. Yeah, I um so anyone who doesn't know it's by the same author who did uh Kaguya-sama. So if you uh, the, the the thing is, is like you can like Kaguya-sama and probably not like Oshinoko because they're I, so I think vastly they're different. They're very different shows. They're such different shows that you would be shocked to know that it was by the same person. But they are both like I would say equally well done. They're both yeah. really really good. Yeah, I think um, it's it it is mm-hmm. it's interesting because it's not normal that a person like a, that a mangaka with a you know a wildly successful manga uh pivots to a essentially what's a different genre yeah oh this man's pivoted <laughs> oh he he pivoted he pivoted <laughs> he did a great job too um yeah, yeah. so and uh, uh you know mm-hmm. the opening is by Yoasobi and it goes fucking oh, hard it freaking be slapping. I, I, it was without a doubt the opening of the season. Just, <laughs> just, just by how many like TikTok memes there were about it, I, I'm, I'm assuming it, oh, I'm sure a, it feels VTuber like a very TikTok song. Sung it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that song bangs covered though. it. Yep. Okay, skip and loafer, which was probably. In any other season would have been my favorite thing that aired. Because it I was think so it's my cute. favorite thing. I, I think that's fair. I, like Yeah. I, I I would say that like it this was a hard season to yeah. rank and judge because of how much good stuff was airing. Yeah. Skip and Loafer to me is like one of those shows that like I will I will I'll carry with me everywhere. <laughs> Alright. It is so cute. <laughs> Um yeah, it's 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 a really well done show uh series I should say that feels like a somewhat modern-ish take on really old-fashioned like 90s romance manga, shoujo manga. Yeah, um, I think that's that's a good way to put it. Yeah, like it's it's refreshing but still has like the art style and some of the tropes that you like from like the 90s um from those those older shoujo series but it has like the open-mindedness of a modern day yeah series yeah it feels um, like what stuff in the in the 90s and 2000s should have been like yeah like we talked about i think we talked about it kind of briefly with uh fruits basket um because that's obviously yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. from the era, right? And um, it has some of the older sensibilities, but it does have a certain open-mindedness to it. But just not like it. But it is still kind of held back by older sensibilities. I feel like in certain ways, um, Skip and Loafer doesn't quite have that, right? It it uh 
treats each character with like such an immense amount of respect and acceptance um, that you feel charmed by uh i would say basically every character <laughs> yeah I, yeah i really enjoy how nuanced every character is like yeah none of them are like super straightforward like except for maybe like the main character and that that's kind of like the point right mm-hmm. um i i i just love that there's like this very explicit sense of interiority to like every character mm-hmm. and it feels so it how do like how, how do i put this it just feels so pleasant you know yes like it's a pleasant <laughs> show in general but it just feels yes. so like nice pleasant and refreshing to have like yes. a series where like everything is just treated with like a, a baseline amount of respect and yeah. care Mm-hmm. And the animation is good. Mm-hmm. The story is, uh, you know, it, it's a slice of life show, mm-hmm. but it's very enjoyable to watch. Um, yeah, it has probably, if I had, if I had to think off the top of my head, probably one of the best uh, handling of a of a trans woman in any anime. Um, yeah, because God mm-hmm. knows Japan has so much baggage with that. <laughs> But like, yeah. man, the the very like, just the very like subtle almost I would say, or like gentle way that it kind of handles it, yeah, is so delightful. It was like, very refreshing that it wasn't like super in your face about it. It was mm-hmm. just like, here's the character, here's how you know, I here's how this character feels about right. them, and so on, and like that. That's it. I I really enjoyed that the the kind of introduction that we get to now is like people kind of staring at the subway because she's like tall and she has like an Adam's apple, right? Yeah. Um which are are these very like obvious signs, right, that you know someone might be trans. And mm-hmm. it's not like this the show doesn't ignore the fact that there is a sort of like perception around like trans people right. but at yeah. the same time it is so like welcoming and accepting of it that like you know the characters are like oh yeah yeah this this is my aunt right yeah. um like there's no it doesn't feel like there's any like oh this is the harsh reality of being trans misgender 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 right, right? it's it's just like Oh yeah, th- this is my aunt. She's a little different. That's fine. Yeah. Everyone's like, yeah, um, cool. All right. Yeah, they 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 don't ham it up too much in in that regard. They do they do like kind of give you the impression as to what struggles um now goes through um in terms of like expressing a few of now's insecurities, but never to the extent of like it takes over uh her character. It doesn't take over the show or anything like that. It's like this is it, it treats now with the same gentleness it does all of the other characters, which I think is so so good. <laughs> she is the best character. Yes. She's she's great. Um, and yeah, the show. I mean, uh, we said it was a slice of life, but yeah, it's about uh this the main character. She's kind of like a go getter, but she's from the countryside. She's adjusting to school in the big city, mm-hmm. and she inspires this guy who is uh. Um, who takes life a bit more slowly, right? He's he's like that classic like 
Ikemen kind of dude at school, but he kind of like has his head in the clouds. Um, he she catches his eye, and he kind of like gets、mm. attached to her, and then you kind of feel like, oh, are they are they, they gonna fall in love? <laughs> but、yeah. it's very very slow burning. Yeah, <laughs> and it's very sweet the way that they、uh, support each other. So it is it's a cute show. It is such a an exceptionally well done cute show. Yeah, it's so gentle, so yes, gentle, very gentle. <laughs> this is like the kind of this is the kind of the kind of anime you watch when you have like a stomach ache. <laughs> yeah, that's you're like,、true. oh, I don't feel so good. Better put on Skip and Luffer. <laughs> um. Okay.、Uh, mobile suit Gundam, which from Mercury. Woo hoo hoo hoo. Oh boy, you don't watch this when you have a stomach ache. <laughs> yeah, this this will this will really really mess up your insides. Um, man,、uh, it sure is the Gundam anime of all time. It is one of the it it is like one of the most concise Gundam shows that I've ever watched. Yeah, I was genuinely. Shocked that, that it was it, over, right? It was over. It ended where it ended, and I was like, "What? We don't have like fifty more episodes of like putzing about in That's space." That's what I was、politics. really surprised about as well. Yeah, yeah. It's not like that. I dislike that kind of thing, but I just was surprised because it's such a Gundam homestay at this point to just have which, it be like a hundred episodes long. <laughs> which from Mercury, the thing that I really enjoyed about it. Was yeah that it never at any point feels like it's resting on its laurels. Like、yeah. every moment feels so well considered for the larger like plot and、yeah. pacing, and、yeah. like it was a joy to watch every episode. A lot of episodes、yeah. leave off on cliffhangers so intense you're just like, I can't wait another <laughs> week. I know. <laughs> It's a very compelling show. I was again I, when I when it ended, I was like, oh, I guess they, I guess they did wrap up everything that they set up. Really, like, I can't think of anything that's left, you know. Yeah, and then, yeah, and that was it. Yeah, I, I was like, yeah, that's. I guess that's the that's where it should end. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. <laughs> also, they get married. They are yeah, canonically yeah. married. Yeah, married so canonically. Sorry, spoilers, but also by this point they were kind of leading up to it anyway because this is the second season. <laughs> I, I would say、uh, it is so okay. It is the amount of unambiguous that you can be on Japanese television. Especially for a big property like Gundam, yeah. So, like, I would say the last time that they were this straightforward about it was, of course, like Yuri on Ice,、um, right?、Uh, the Witch from Mercury, um, is about as straightforward as Yuri on Ice. They didn't have like a smooch. I'm so sorry. They didn't, they didn't smooch. smooch. I'm so sorry. But... They were wearing. Wedding rings, and they they had wedding bands, and there was a comment about like sister in law or whatever, and like yes, it is canon. Like, they are they are married. I mean, they talked about being a bride, her her being the bride exactly, or whatever、yeah. too from the beginning. So, so you knew from the beginning. It's so、yeah. unambiguous about it. It's 
Yeah. It's nice that they yes. that they manage to just be like they're married. Yeah, and even all of the the boy love interests were taken care of in terms of like those were resolved, you yeah. know, it wasn't like left hanging in the air, like those feelings as well. Um yeah, I was very impressed by this by this particular Gundam series. I think uh during our first analysis of it we said that um it was one of the most approachable gundam series so far and i would say since having watched all of it now i would continue to say that wholeheartedly this is one of the most approachable gundam series ever um, I, if you ever want to get into gundam i would agree it is yeah. i mean especially because it's like not terribly long right it's two exactly as long yeah um like 25 26 i don't remember exactly how long um yeah. the exact episode count but like it's a very digestible number of episodes. Yep. Yep. It is appropriately complex for mm-hmm. the like time it is given. Yep. Um everything is developed at a very reasonable pace. It yep. carries a sense of momentum sort of throughout the series mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. yeah, I mean it it is the Gundam series of all time. <laughs> So if you're someone who uh, likes when the girls get married and you want a a Gundam series that isn't uh, a full-fledged, like, 120-episode space opera, you want something a little little more bite-sized, this is it. This is, it's so good. (laughs) It's so good, you guys. (laughs) Um, Speaking of lesbians, Birdie Wing Golf Girl Story really (laughs) just does it again. Is I, it is it lesbians? I'm I'm still confused. I can't say for sure. I I don't <laughs> actually really know at this point. I don't but know either. I didn't think it could get more unhinged, and then it like did. It started it pulling does. out the yeah. most like soap opera level plot twist about like yes. who's related to who yes. and like. Are we actually sisters? Are we actually <laughs> sisters? Like, uh, uh, just kidding. We're not sisters, but maybe we are kind of in like a way, but like we sort of, but not really. Um, this mm-hmm. anime mm-hmm. is so unhinged. I literally, <laughs> like, I see that you wrote that you thought they were going to die. I literally also <laughs> thought that they were going to die by I the end of the they series. Were I. Die. I'm so surprised that they didn't fucking die. I'm so surprised too because they kept leading up to it because they were talking okay about how much physical toll how much that like the golf, golf kills you. <laughs> yes, it's like golf will put a tumor in your brain. Yes, one girl, her brain was like dying. The other girl, her body was dying. So I was like, okay, it's just gonna end with the both of them dying because they're both pushing themselves way past the limit to the point of, um. Uh, their bodies couldn't take it anymore, and they kept collapsing in the middle of the goddamn green and having to go to the hospital, and <laughs> I thought they were going to die. Um, well, yeah, like, what, what? They talked about, like, the special golf disease or whatever that was going on. <laughs> special it's, golf disease. I no, Nothing that I can say can do mm-hmm. the amount of bonkers justice. I mm-hmm. I think that it is just... 
if it is if it is something that sounds at all interesting just just i promise you just just watch this fucking series i it is the wildest sports anime i think i've seen in a really long time um and it was somehow really fulfilling to watch through to the end <laughs> yeah it, i mean it ends right like it, it's like it a, a contained little story and i mean honestly like, i was shocked that it got a second season <laughs> It well the thing is it got a second season yeah but it also like it was super unhinged because if you recall the first season just ended on like a normal episode yes it did there was absolutely <laughs> zero like cliffhanging it was all just yes. it was like it was as if a new episode would come out the next week which was yes incredible legendary anyway uh yeah birdie wing jesus <laughs> right uh magical destroyers okay mm-hmm. <sighs> we knew we would have to talk about this <laughs> magical destroyers can you can you okay can you can you explain to me what it's about <laughs> Can I explain to you what it's about? I watched it and I want you to explain what it's about. Okay. Magical Destroyers is about magical girls helping the otaku hero uh, un-oppress the otaku who have been oppressed in they, Japan. They live in an alternate version of society where otaku are persecuted and it's illegal to be an otaku. I, the thing is, okay, so it turns out <laughs> that at the end of the show, the plot twist is that they're in a video game world created by a guy who's angry because he was spurned by the internet, and so he created a world in which the in internet users were oppressed i guess i actually I, I i really couldn't say what this was about either i can tell you what i wanted it to be about which is if you just watch the opening and the ending it looks so fucking interesting and then it does absolutely nothing do you know what it feels like <laughs> this show feels like it set up a really interesting premise set up a really interesting plot twist and then decided to do a different plot twist on purpose for uh -huh. seemingly no other reason than uh -huh. like se seemingly no other reason than just to to have a plot twist <laughs> i um yeah i i i would tend to agree that this is a show that felt like it was completely writing on the plot twist the reveal at the end the huge reveal and that's what we were watching for yeah because they set up the the show that way right they they hint at it with the intro and the ending and they there's like a bunch kind of stuff of in a, the latter episodes yeah yes yes exactly where they they like talk a lot about like psychology and philosophy towards the latter half of the season um they uh they have like a very like like it's a kind of like a vague almost ethereal setup to the world like nothing is no, nothing feels fully like concrete or solid if that makes any sense like 
everything feels kind of like, I don't know, artificial in a way, right? And so all of that like feels like it could lead up well to whatever twist that they had initially been going for, like some kind of existential, like, I don't know. I don't know what the reveal would have ended up being. Um, but the execution of it, like, I think it could have worked out that, you know, it ends up being that they're from, you know, video game world, some kind of other dimension or whatever. The execution of the reveal was just so flat. And it didn't I, feel yeah. like it earned any of the anticipation that it got, right? Any of the fan theory crafting that might have happened, any of the, like, like just, it was just, like, utter confusion from beginning to end, and then it just landed with, like, a big wet flop. <laughs> I, God, it, it really just feels so pointless. Yeah, and, like, it felt I so pointless. <laughs> I hate to say that, right? I hate to yeah. say that it feels pointless. Yeah. But it just it does. It does. Like there's no there is about zero thematic like connecting tissue. Yes. And you you keep thinking like like they they introduce all these disparate threads like, "Oh, like surely this must be leading up to something," right? Cuz in a smart series that's what they would do. Like in Fully Cooly, there's a ton of disparate things working chaotically. And then in the end, you're like, oh my God, that's what it was about. And then you have to rewatch it like two or three times to even un fully understand what the thing was like trying to fully grasp. Now that you had watched the ending, you can go back and watch the beginning and, and have the context, right? It was, it, that's why it's one of the best anime series of, that's, that's hailed throughout the community for all time. And then this, it felt like they kind of wanted to go for something like that right where they introduced a ton of different stuff it's like wild and crazy you don't quite exactly know what's going on and then in the end that they might pull it off and they did it <laughs> yeah like here's the thing which yeah. is that in my ideal world yeah this would have been a show about like just like it would have been a, a show that dissected the like otaku psyche and yeah. the ways in which like women are objectified and the hostility of the space and the the almost delusional way in which like certain people like think about the world and yeah instead we got just kind of nothing Right. I thought it I also thought that it would be like a good insightful read on otaku culture it, like from the from from people who had probably experienced it or were in it, It you almost know? feels like they were planning on that initially and then they just changed yeah. course in the last couple episodes and decided, "No, no, no, we're going to go for the the dumb easy simple." The dumb you ending let, instead. You should let people like what they like and it's like why was that the ultimate thing that we landed on here? Yeah. I I just I legitimately do not understand. They didn't set up the show to be like that simple of it, right? Cuz in that case like they kind of sort of had like a a weird like 
or we're like a tokusatsu-ish, magical girls-ish kind of show, no- but we're kind of hinting at something way deeper than that, right? Nothing it, about it- <laughs> the opening or ending actually yeah. has anything to do at all with the show, which is what's upsetting to me. <laughs> <laughs> the opening is so fucking interesting because it's yeah. like this well animated like thematically like symbolically interesting sequence and then at the end it just fucking devolves into like noise yeah, yeah. and that's that's so cool yeah and you could have done so much with it and you just did nothing. It feels like such nothing. a waste. It just It was a waste. It's so disappointing. It's a huge waste. Yeah. Um I it's I can just confidently say it's just not worth your time. I, I it's just like I legitimately just I felt like I wasted my time watching and I hate saying that because this was clearly like a creative endeavor by a staff of people who I would hope did their best with it. Um, it you even got to see like their storyboards and everything. You and know some what? Of the the outros. It almost feels like an anime that was made like disparately. Like everybody built a piece of it, and then hmm. they came at together at the end and like couldn't figure out how to link it all together, and or like and and so they just decided the ending by committee, and it's like it's just it falls so flat. That it has nothing to say. It's, like, vapid and empty and not insightful. And, like, that's annoying to me because of how it was set up. It is annoying. It is annoying. I was so upset. (laughs) Anyway, it's not worth your time. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about Tengoku Daimakyo real quick, which is uh, probably one of the best animated series this season which was interesting um it has some of the coolest sequences and uh scenes it is very experimental with its approach on how to like convey its story which i think was super cool like it wasn't necessarily bad in in any respect because the story itself also feels very experimental. Like, it could lend itself to very interesting anime styles. Yeah, so I wasn't upset by that at all. Um, It's very different from your traditional anime watching experience. Oh, Um, yeah. So if you're looking for something that's just different, like you're tired of the usual, you know, this could be something worth checking out, um, but we'll get into more of the stuff those. It it feels like one of those (laughs) series that is, like, a little bit more, like, It is a very thought about series in terms of like what is going on and the way that mm-hmm. things are developed and the way the characters are depicted. Like, I think there was a lot of thought that went into it. And the setup yeah. for the world is interesting. The development yeah. is also interesting. And like, yeah. the mysteries are engaging. And the animation, for the most part, is good. And then there's yeah. like moments where it just is re it just all comes together i think it's a very well put together anime like big content warning there is a really really pretty bad sexual assault sort of thing that happens at the end of it uh, it was so very that's, bad that's not like 
you know, uh, Gucci, it's... Uh, yes. Yeah, A person probably... is held against their will, they're kidnapped, yeah, and then they are... It's assaulted. not great. <laughs> it's very, very bad. It... <laughs> putting... <laughs> There's no way around it. It is terrible. Putting that aside, it is... Uh, yeah, it, it's it's pretty, it's good, you know, it, it is... The show very, overall. Yes, the show is very good. It's a very, like, <laughs> it's a very textured show. It, it feels very uh. put together and complex. I don't know what the point of the terrible Oh, I don't, I don't understand was. what the point of that was either. I think it was pointless. I, I think don't it think was kind of pointless. Point. Yeah, I, I'm kind of, that's the one part of the show that upset me because... Overall, it's extremely interesting. Mm-hmm. It's basically about the downfall of society. There's monsters around for some reason. We don't know why. We're trying to figure it out with the characters as they explore the world. They're trying yeah. to get to this place that has to do with heaven somehow. And they're traveling through the world, so you get to learn about the world through their eyes. Um, there's also some uh, a, a weird like flashback kind of scenario that happens where... Um, it revolves around these kids in an institution. They're raised in isolation. Um, you don't know what's going on with them, but they've got some weird powers and stuff that that's that's hecky. <laughs> and uh, they don't know anything about like reproduction or anything like that either. They've never been taught about like proper society in that regard, or or how the world works. Um, and uh, you're trying to figure out the link between that world, that the flashback, like what happened over there, and what's happening in the the, the with the with the main characters that we're following in the current timeline. Um, there's so many cool things that happen in this show in terms of world building. Like it's really really interesting, and yeah. each episode tends to end on some kind of like weird cliffhanger. <laughs> Where you have some weird discovery that just brings up more questions. So it keeps you vastly interested. And um, yeah, I just don't understand the point of that that scene, that yeah. event. That aside, I don't though, like it, that, that. it yeah. is good. Yeah, yeah o- overall, the show is really good. I'm hoping that maybe at some point they'll bring some meaning to what happened. Uh, I mean, the guy, like, he got away. <laughs> he uh yeah he still exists in the world the guy it's, who did the bad happened. thing so so he might come up again um this is definitely a show that needs a second season is it oh, an original yes. um no yeah. it's based on a manga oh, okay okay but so it the, might get a second season but the anime uh appears to be taking from beyond what the manga uh has depicted oh okay so it's like it's like going beyond the material. Um yeah, they talked to the the creator who basically gave them the like outline for the rest of the series. Um which oh. I think is actually really cool. I think it's really cool the concept of just like giving the layout and letting the director build it from the very beginning. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Okay. Yeah. If you're yeah. interested in that, definitely definitely check it out. Mhm. Um think, all yeah. right yeah I think that that's it then um who Do are you get everything yeah who are you where can we find you on the internet <laughs> 
Hi, I am Swan, also known as Renu. You can find me on uh, Twitter and Tumblr, Facebook, uh, Etsy, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Twitch, all at SwanDrawn. You can find me on Instagram at Swan.Drawn. I am currently playing through Yakuza 3. Um, It's a fun time. I think I'm like three quarters of the way through the game, apparently. Oh, One of my geez. friends told me I was I was pretty far in. Um, so that's exciting. I hope to wrap that up pretty soon. And then um, in October, we'll be streaming Spooky Games. So that's your thing. Come on come on over to, to my, my Twitch. Um, other than that, you can catch me doing artwork and stuff like that on uh, my social media. Nice. <laughs> yep. How about you? Well, you can find me all the places at Literal Soup. Um, if I'm on a place, it's probably there. And, uh, yeah, I'm not doing anything terribly exciting on the internet. I've kind of become a reclusive hermit, like, somehow more so than I've already been. Um, yeah. And the patrons we're thanking today are Evan Williams, Magpie Mirrorchest, Claire, Sean Dowd, Cherubel, and Dylan Boats. Thank you so much for the support, as always. Yes, um, so we will see you next time. See you next time. ね。